was never cold. You guys to take a full desktop over to Tim's house? Wow, that's uh, that's a some sort of dedication. Desktop. Speak louder into the microphone, Adam. Yo, what's up? Okay, cool. Testing, testing. All right, Adam's voice peaks at weird points. <laughs> Say that five times really fast. All right, well, when you do shit like that, that's how we lose subscribers. <laughs> that's not cool. Hold on. Okay, so just wanted to make sure that we were straight on that front. Hold on. I think we might be okay. Do we want to turn on us a little bit? What? Uh, I have to turn this on in the mixer. Sure. Later on. Yeah. You know, for post edits, because, you know, this podcast does post edits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About that. <laughs> one of those it's called them. compression. <laughs> Anywho, my child is sleeping, so we got to keep it on the low. Low-ish. Low-ish. You guys ready? Sure. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 96. 96. 96. 96. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, it is a... Sunday? It is a Sunday. It is a Sunday. Bro, well, we're going to talk about this in my notes because you probably see, figured out which one I put on there considering you see the notes. But uh, it is a dark and gloomy day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. And Always gloomy. I'm your host, Jacob. And as you could tell, we have the three voices back. And this time we kind of figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. So um, <laughs> that's good. Hopefully we won't be fighting with as far well. At least you and Gabe won't be fighting for a microphone space. Yeah, we started getting too close. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm your host Jacob, and with me today I have Gabe and Adam. What's up? What up? What up? And Maddie's sitting in the corner on her phone as she does on on the show. But uh, yeah, man. So we're back for '96. It's going to be fun. So um, I want to start about my first note. Of, well, my first note. Gabe has a note on here, but we're gonna talk about me first. God damn it, because your boy is dying slowly. Uh, I just finished out seven days in a row, a 60-hour work week. Nice. It, it was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal, but it is it what it is. It was so brutal that he was knocked out on the couch just a little while ago. Yeah, I was we, we thought you were murdered. Dark, it's a murder scene over here. Yeah, I was, Adam came up to my car. He was like, uh, the keys are in the door. The dogs are outside. And I, he's like looking at me like, I feel like he's going to ask me if I have a gun or a knife or something so he could go in there. <laughs> like, I got this. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it's passed out. We're all tired, um, but it is what it is. I uh, managed to get today off because uh, I was able to finagle that somehow. But uh, otherwise, uh, I would be at work today as well. And yeah, but it is what it is. We're back and uh, we're happy here. So dying slowly. So if I'm a little low energy, a little low, but you guys know why. However, we did knock out the breakfast with Santa today. Yay. Very cool. I'm yeah. going next week. Yeah. Uh, we had one at the, obviously the Lions had one at the town hall. Free. You know, we walk in, hang out, get some free food and. Hang out. Not bad. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people there, so a little disorganized, but can't really expect much for these little towns that do these little things. So, yeah. but yeah, man, we had fun. We didn't get the Santa picture because literally the line was around the block. So yeah. I don't have. Just the go time. for the free food. And take yeah. the picture at the mall. Yeah, and we already got her pair uh, Christmas pictures taken for the year, so we really not in need of like to really do it. You know. Yeah. So I'm um, not gonna waste my time. But it is what it is. Uh, yeah, Gabe. So what, what else you got on, on this? Uh, again, oh, yeah. So right now it's, um, so my receiver story that I totally forgot to tell last week. Here's what happened, right? One day my buddies come over and we're building their computer and I told Maddie, I was like, Hey, you know, go in there and watch some Netflix or something, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be a bit, she's like, the damn volume won't work. I'm like, what the fuck you mean? The volume won't work. Right. So my old receiver won't turn on. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of unfortunate because I really liked that thing. It was a nice quality Yamaha receiver with a lot of, like, EQs, presets, and all that good stuff, right? Okay. Great receiver, mate. Rest in peace. So here's what I ended up doing. Um, it was the week of Black Friday. So, of course, I'm like, well, this is – it came at an opportune time. So I was on the hunt for a receiver. And so Best Buy had this one that was $250 on sale. 
knocked down from 400, right? And mm-hmm. I was a nice on-kill receiver, kind of had everything I needed, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want this. But here's the thing. When I was trying to like buy it, it said it was an online-only thing. And I needed it for that Blackout Wednesday because I had people over and we were going to have a little shindig, you know? I like, wow. you need music for a shindig. So I found a similar one for $50 more on Amazon, right? So I was like, I'll get this one. It's $50 more. It's not going to break the bank. I got that one, right? I ordered it, and then I go on my lunch that very same Monday, and I go to Best Buy, and guess what the fuck they have in stock? <laughs> and for that first receiver, that first one I picked out for the same price point, so I bought that, right? And then I go to my Amazon orders, and I go to cancel the second receiver that I bought from them. It's like, bruh, it's too late. It's on the way. So I'm like, fuck. And so when Wednesday came around, I had two receivers just sitting in the box, and I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, right? Going from zero to two. Hey, man. But uh, thankfully, have... thankfully, Amazon's return policy is real lenient, and I yeah. just returned that one. You know, it didn't even take it out of the box, but I was just kind of laughing like, motherfucker, bro. That's what I get for being impatient. Yeah, man. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So that's your receiver story. So yeah, that's my receiver story. I thought it was kind of amusing. It was cool. funny because last week when, when I walked away, I'm like, we'd never finished the receiver story. We got, we mentioned the first part. No, no. That wasn't the, re- that wasn't the story we were talking about. Remember, you, you had a story that you said that you're going to finish. Ah, yes. And the yeah. sentence trails off. Yeah. After, <laughs> after we go off air. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, keep in mind that last week was like a uh, hodgepodge of bullshit because we were trying to get the show running the way we wanted. Because Adam has this really cool superpower where if he shows up somewhere, <laughs> something's bound to not work. Hey. You may or may not notice it initially. <laughs> I, I, I'll eventually get it to, to, to work. You know, mm-hmm. I just gotta find a button or two. Watch, go. uh, Jake's gonna have some plumbing bust wide open yeah, when, well, when you well, leave. To be fair, he's the guy who fixes the plumbing too. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knows what goes on in this uh, this establishment. Yeah. Well, well, we we know how that goes, but it is what it is. Uh, so other than that, man, how was your week? How was everybody's week? How did everything go? Well, uh, since everybody knows in the the family land, uh, I have made a career change. Mm-hmm. Uh, or our career reversal, a career no a career change, uh-huh. uh, making more money uh-huh. uh, than I was before. Uh, but uh, so I went back to where I used to work, uh, partly as a life decision and and a family decision. Um, Mental health. Mental health, uh, which is as of right now, in this point of my life, uh, being a thirty-year-old, thirty-one-year-old orphan, uh, sometimes the mental health it, it, it takes up precedence and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm back at the same place as I was before, um, happier, mentally happy, mm-hmm. um, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I know you know sisters are probably not thrilled about it. Uh, they see it as a step backwards. I saw it as a parallel. Move a lateral move. Lateral, lateral change, yeah. Yeah, so I, but I mean, other than that, uh, worked my ass off working 50 hours a week now. Cool, um, uh, insurance, everything kicks in next week because they're going to consider it like I never left. Oh, nice. oh that's which, nice, which is dope. Uh, that means all kids and wife are insured. So, do you keep your seniority and like your years of service and stuff? Yeah, uh, they got they use my original hire on date. Oh, nice. So, I have more seniority than my former does. Nice. And it's funny because it cracks me up because he's 27. I'm like, why did you get here so early in life? Yeah, I mean. And yeah. how are you considered already a foreman? I mean, you were there before, before you were so. 27. Yeah, I, I mean, I was 22 when I was there. Yeah. I, I was just a wee little lad. Uh-huh. So so how does it feel being back? How does it feel going back to something you've done before? Does it feel good or does it feel? It, it's like riding a bike. Once you get into the. The groove? It, yeah, once you get it, because I, I, I measure stuff and I'm not at the post office. I wasn't measuring anything. Mm-hmm. So my measurement skills kind of. Yeah. But. Now I get my micrometer, my scales, my I'm flying, flying through stuff. That's good. And uh, do you, so, do you find yourself having like a newfound appreciation for the job that you left? I I find it to be better than what I thought it was beforehand. Okay. Partly because 
is one of those jobs that you work hard, you get paid well. Good copy, good copy. Uh, you work hard, they're more lenient with you. Mm-hmm. So the, the old owners died, um, and now the son's taking care of it. Oh, okay. And the son is more of a, um, we're the next generation of Hederman mm-hmm. type of guy. He's the kind of guy that says, don't fucking bother me, I'm doing lines of coke in the bathroom. Probably, I mean, he's he's a millionaire. But uh, the guy, the guy himself... Is just really cool, really straight up, really you know. No bullshit. Uh, no no bullshit. politics. He goes, "You work for me, I work for you." Uh, they started me on a, on a starting wage because they don't they didn't remember where my skills were. And I didn't remember where my skills were, and I got a raise from where I was before, and then I got my insurance back. Cool. So that was just like, well, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. So like I said, lateral move. I'm happy with it. I'm I'm okay with it. I've made my decision. Now I have to live with my decision. Yes, you do. And now I have to. My biggest priority was providing for the family, mm-hmm. and our family, as everybody knows, revolves around the weekends. Yep. And I was missing a lot of stuff. Uh, it's it just a, a mess of a time, so I decided just to make that move. But other than that, it's been a great week. I'm working my ass off. I'm happy to be back on the podcast as, as a normal human being on here. Yeah. The, the moment we get some exposure, Adam crawls out of the woodwork. God damn it! <laughs> hey guys, you remember me? I'm, I'm, I well, to, to be fair, this is something that has been in the works for a while. Adam has mentioned it many a times that he wanted to get on, but he just couldn't find the time. Yeah, it, it is what it is. It, that, that's the hard part is yeah. like trying to get a normal family life going. Yeah, we like you work five. Is this why you that was a good catch. That was a good catch. Yeah, that that was was, catch. yeah my, my Jake caught a pause this long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. I mean, uh, long story short, happy to be back. Happy to be back with the podcast. And, cool. And, and let's do let's do this shit. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, how about you, uh, Gabby? I know you kind of told your receiver story, but what else you got going on as far uh, as So I was in contact with some manufacturers, right? I, I was in the market for a liquid cooler for the computer, but the one that I want, right, like the one is not available in the States. It's a Eurasia exclusive. Okay. So I contacted the manufacturer and they're like, hey, no, this is an exclusive. We're not, we can't send you one. You can't even buy one from us. You know, it's like no go. So I found someone who was willing to sell it for me. At a pretty good price, copped it, so I'm waiting for it to ship, and I'll have like one of like the five or six in the states, so it'll be wow. really cool. Exclusive. And uh, yeah, man, so I'm like really pleased with that. I um, it was kind of one of those things where I didn't want to compromise on it essentially, mm-hmm. and I think the results will speak for themselves once everything's plugged in and ready. Other mm-hmm. than that, I had a pretty straightforward wow. week. Got some time on the test servers that we'll speak about later, but mm-hmm. yeah. Is is this the the computer that you're building? It's built. Oh, okay. It's built. It's so been now built. Now you're just doing your modifications. Yeah, I'm doing upgrades and such. So do you? Okay, because I saw Charles Trippy unbox this eight thousand dollar computer, mm-hmm. PC gamer computer. Do you think it's worth it to have all those, all that money thrown into a computer where you can build a budget build that runs basically the same? Um, here's my opinion on it, and me and Madison kind of spoke on this. I think this goes for a lot of hobbies and necessities in life. My brother-in-law just bought an eighty-five thousand dollar car. He bought an Audi. An Audi RS7, and it was used. It was a used car. Jesus Christ. Right? And so there's this kind of mentality where there is most definitely a sweet spot in anything you go into, in cars, computers, um, I mean, even podcasting. There's a sweet spot, a best bang for your buck value. Guitars. Yeah, absolutely, right? Like a, a Stratocaster will last you a lifetime if you take care of it. You know, a two $300 Stratocaster will take you to, to your end and then your kid's end, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I think an $8,000 PC is supremely overkill. And now I, you know, so the only part of my build that's overkill is the RAM. It's, it's 16 gigs, but you know, that's pretty standard to have that overkill. 
but I, I think there's definitely um, for the average consumer like ourselves, there's definitely a sweet spot for everything. And I don't really recommend going too high above there and being an outlier on that graph. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you could essentially buy the $8,000 rig, but give it three years, that rig is going to be worth 4000 Give it another three, that rig is going to be worth 2000 And it's not even going to be comparing. And then you're going to be like, well, fuck, I just lost six grand on a tangible asset. And, you know, I, I run Siege, which is like that most heavy computing thing I do at 75 frames per second locked in. And my first version of this build was $400. The second build was like 550 and this build is just above 600 mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, you got to kind of play with it. I'm, I'm Jake knows I don't like spending full price on anything. This is true. Unless I like need it new, unless there's like a big advantage of having it new. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you got to you got to be in that budget lifestyle, you know? Because you got to save some money here and there. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. just how it be, man, when you got bills. For show. For show. That was my week. So I'm I'm waiting on that. And like I said, we'll get into the test servers a bit later. Mm-hmm. But let us get rolling with uh, TV and movies. All right. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's get into the nitty gritty. So, Gabe, you had a retro review on here. And I was <laughs> kind of interested based on. So uh, do you two remember a movie that came out in 2002? It's a 16-year-old movie, right? It's probably smoking pot and like trying to break into the parents' liquor cabinet. A movie called Cabin Fever. This is what Johnny Depp? No. No, not Johnny Depp. So there's their one with Ryder Strong is the oh. Johnny Depp, Draco Malfoy, Love Child knockoff. Oh, yeah. No. Do you guys remember Kevin Fever? No. I, I, rem- I rec- nope. remember the name. Uh, this yeah. is a movie that always came on on Sci-Fi or Spike, one of those two channels kind of growing up. Okay. And this is a movie I saw like way back in the day. Really simple premise. The kids go out to the woods. There's some like flesh eating disease out there that kills them. Right. Uh, so it's a it's a horror movie at its core, but this is a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. And that's what I love about horror films where there's some horror films that are good because, you know, all the elements are there like the Halloween sequel and there's horror movies that are trying too hard that are, you know, it's just almost too ridiculous to even pass. This horror movie has some quality good like body gore stuff, like body horror stuff, like the stuff you would expect from the thing. And a lot of this like flesh eating bacteria is really good in its nature and stuff. Uh <laughs> And where was I going with this? There's a lot of good stuff going on in this movie. But at the same time, like I said, this movie doesn't really take itself seriously. Like there's a total joke character played by uh, Giuseppe Andrews. And he's like the like the cop that's always like, no, nah, man, this is a party town. He's always like hanging out with the teenagers and stuff and smoking pot and drinking with them. And there's just some elements to the whole fucking story which are ridiculous. It's just so absurd. Like there's this uh, little general store stuff and there's this kid sitting out on the bench and it's like his name is Dennis or whatever and one of the kids goes one of the you know main characters goes to say hi and the kid Dennis bites him and the shop clerk comes out he's like god damn it boy everybody knows not to sit next to Dennis and it's like <laughs> how the fuck were we supposed to know that <laughs> that being said I had a lot of fun re-watching this movie and I feel like I appreciated it a lot more like I said this is a good quality body horror film and this was kind of one of the first Body horror movies I saw right up there with The Thing and Dawn of the Dead, I think, could qualify under that category, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think this is totally worth a watch. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's about an hour 40 minutes, and the ending is superb. It's fucking phenomenal. And there's a lot of, like, uh, how, how should I put this delicately? There's a lot of elements that you almost forget about, but it brings it full circle, and it's fucking great. And this movie... This movie is a good watch through, and the thing I like about it is that it's still it's still true to the body horror aspect, but it's a very light watch. You know, it's like a it's like a Strongbow or a, or like a Henry's. You know, like you don't feel weighed down by it after you watch it, bro. Like when you say like body horror, I think of the thing John Carpenter's the thing, and remember we I think you and I talked about this you know, like closer to Halloween about movies that just straight up disturbed you. 
That was definitely on there the, for me. The, the thing is just like, I think about it and it just fucking creeps me out and it, ugh, I just don't like it. Well, Anytime I see clips, like when he had the fucking guy, he was fucking around with the guy's fucking like midsection. It was like morphing his body, yeah. And then his fucking art, like body midsection opens up. Ugh. Yeah, man, that, that is a master class of body horror. But this is a much watered down element of it. Okay. Um, it ha- like I said, it still has a lot of really good shots and I think that's what I like best about it. This movie is 16 years old and it's essentially almost like a parody of a horror film, but it is still a horror film at its heart. A lot of these she- scenes were shot beautifully. And I was like, wow, that's some excellent camera work. Who's the director? Uh, I don't know, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, probably some somebody we don't know off the top of our heads. Copy that. Well, that's cool. Um, hmm. I would definitely recommend giving it a watch. Yeah. If you got some time. And yeah, that's my, uh, that's Where, my thing on it. Your retro review, huh? That's my retro review. Uh, yeah. Roger Ebert gave it a 1.5 out of 4. But fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Is he dead now? Huh? No, he's still around. Roger Ebert, no, um, like the movie review guy. No, I know. I know. He's the but critic. One of them died recently. Roger was a Roper. Roper, I guess. Just kidding. Eli Roth directed it. Eli Roth. What did he do? Eli Roth also directed, um, fucking the Green Inferno. Okay. Glorious Bastards. Ah. Hostel, ah. Knock Knock, Death That's- Wish, Cabin mm-hmm. Fever, Clown, Hostel Part Two, Aftershock, Grindhouse, oh. Last Exorcism. Hostel Part 3, The Sacrament, uh, Death Proof. It's very much in the genre. Piranha. Per- oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So well, he's very much in there. Interesting. Interesting. So that's cool. Uh, maybe I'll check it out. We'll see. Citizen Toxic. Wow. I didn't know he was on that. Good copy. Eli Roth. Yep. 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 All right, Gabe. So hold on. You got it. I think you got the first two, two? here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, Disney dropped a trailer for a movie called Artemis Fowl. Do you guys remember this book series? I remember the book. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't read. At, I think it was a little bit past your time, and I think you might have been like high schoolish, yeah. going into high school in the book series. Yeah. It's by an Irish author named. Uh, it's spelled Eoin, but it's called pronounced Ian mm-hmm. by some fucking strange coincidence. Uh, Ian Colfer. Um, so this is kind of a book series I grew up with, and it was something I kind of grew up reading, and I really like because this is my first delve, aside from Star Wars, of course, into like the sci-fi genre, and it's essentially about this boy genius, Artemis, blah, 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 who gets caught up in the world of fairies, and he's one of the few people who would see him, blah, 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 trying to keep the whole society secret. There's like six or seven books in the series. Read through most of them. I quite enjoyed it. Jake, do you have any experience with the series? I watched. I remember I read a couple of the books, but I can't remember like any of the plot points off the top of my head. I remember I enjoyed them, but uh, it was like, again, this is like when I was like... In yeah, it was very... What's the word I'm looking for? Toned down, in a sense, of a very toned down version of sci-fi. Uh-huh. It had a lot of sci-fi elements, but it was very easily accessible and readable to, you know, like grade school children and middle school children. And I think that was the kind of point. It was that transistor, that twisted transistor, you know, and uh, kind of getting you from A to B. And so I didn't watch the trailer because uh, I, I forgot, if I'm being honest here. But that being said, uh, this is kind of one of those things where I want to go back and read the book on it okay. because this is something I've read before. And as Jake knows, I'm trying to bring that train back up to speed the whole reading train because you know how life is man you, you got kids you got a mortgage you got this and that and you know that's one of the things that falls off yeah and i you know i'm speaking for myself i kind of like like reading it was like a nice time killer and shit mm-hmm. so this is going to be one of those movies where i reread the book i go in watch the movie and we come back and i roast the mouse once more and you see how much you hate it yeah <laughs> no actually game. i'm excited i think it's a bit overdue it's like the light on yeah, we talked it, about it, i do this would have been cool 10 years ago yeah definitely I, I wonder why it took so long for it to hop on that that kind of bandwagon where all yeah, these no all these childhood franchises that kind of you know everybody kind of well because i i think I, I think the mentality is that now that the older consumers are grown up because like i said as late as 10 years later we have jobs where we're like 
part of the society and stuff like actually you know i think it's now they're targeting our wallets because as opposed to if they dropped this movie 10 years ago they'd be targeting our parents wallets interesting you know and i think it, it's kind of playing on this nostalgia thing that we always harp on about and we always talk about blah 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 but i think it's this kind of mentality that the audience that we once captured is now grown up they have a fucking salary now and we're gonna go for that and i think that's the mentality behind it yeah we're going for their wallets because like i said if you know if it was your mom and you're like can we go see artemis Fowl? it's like oh well, no but you know if you're a diehard artemis Fowl fan and stuff now now you're gonna make time to go see it is what i'm saying Interesting, interesting. Yeah, man, that's definitely something I saw that I piqued my interest. I did not get a chance to check it out either, but uh, I will definitely do that because, like I said, I remember watching it when I, uh, reading them when I was a kid, and uh, I enjoyed them. Yeah, I, like the detective fairy and yeah, all, yeah. all these kooky characters. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Very cool. But, yeah, so moving on. So this one's something that hits very close to home, and uh, Adam will be able to kind of attest to this one for me. Um, Stallone on Instagram officially announced that Rocky – He's done with Rocky. Him personally, the Rocky character is no longer a thing, kind of passing down the torch to Michael B. Jordan in regards to the front, kind of how the franchise is going to be shaped and moving forward. Now, I have not seen Creed uh, 2. Creed 2 yet. Um, it is my on, on my bucket list, on my short list of things I have to watch before the year's out. Uh, but uh, yeah, he got, had like a kind of a nice emotional kind of a speech on, on Instagram talking about how it's kind of the end and, you know, he enjoyed his time, and but it's time to move on kind of a deal. And, um, I don't think it's very often that we actually get to see uh, iconic people who play the ca- iconic characters actually get the chance to walk away. Usually they're taken away. They die. or maybe Well, I think um, the situation we can compare to is Harrison Ford. Because Harrison Ford, um, I have no proof of this. This is just a crazy idea I have at the back of my head, and I know it's totally Harrison Ford. I think his idea is that he says, this is my last movie, you're killing my character. Because he's done that for Blade Runner. He's done that for Star Wars. He's done that for, well, kind of sort of Indiana Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he might come back for one more, but he's going to die at the end of that. And yeah. That's my mentality with Harrison Ford. Yeah. But yeah, that being said, man, it's kind of sad to see that R- R- Stallone, you know, Sly Dog, go. Yeah. Um, he was kind of uh, the really nice, square jaw, chiseled man that mm-hmm. we kind of grew up with. You know, Rocky yeah. was a big part of our kind of youth. Yeah, uh, and it's it's very interesting because, like I said, we, we we normally we don't get the chance to see those iconic characters walk off to the sunset. Usually. They die and they get picked up by somebody else. I think of James Bond. James Bond comes to my mind when I think that, you know, obviously the next person just moves on, next yeah. person up. Kind of mentality on it. But, um, man, what, what a what a fucking franchise this man has, has created. And think about it. Because it, it is just a true underdog story. And not just from the fact that, yay, that's what the, the story tells. But Stallone was a nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wrote this story about a guy who was like him getting an opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in a million-to-one shot and changed the world, so to speak. And, um Man, it's one of my favorite franchises of all time. We talked about it before, and um, I'm sad to see him go. I'm definitely sad. At to least see him. he left on his own terms, though. I think that's what's important. Definitely, uh, he was saying how uh, you know after Rocky Balboa, he was kind of he was happy with where it was left off, and um, you know with this, the create the success of Creed and stuff like that, he's like, you know what, this would be a good time to kind of for me to bow out, which is cool. Um, Passing on the torch, man. Michael B. Jordan was an excellent choice for Creed. Yeah, for Apollo. Or um, Adonis. Adonis, I'm sorry. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen Creed 2 yet, but I'm super excited. I heard great stuff. My friends saw it, and they're mm-hmm. like, wow. Um, that being said, I don't think it'll disappoint. Yeah, definitely not. And, um, man, like I said, uh, for a guy who kind of created it, because I think there's a, this, um, for some people, there is this misunderstanding on, uh, like, Creed and, or, the like, the Rocky franchise and where it falls. People think of it as kind of as dumb meathead movies, I think. Some people. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, yeah. There's still there's still that element within it. Yeah. I mean, any any time you get two guys, 
beating each other up in the ring. I mean, yeah. a meathead mentality. You know, anytime you get that shadow boxing aspect, you're going to see meathead. Yeah, definitely. But I think people uh, tend to overlook the the beautiful kind of language. The undertones of yeah, the movie. The, 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 cause my, my favorite thing about the whole Rocky franchise, and it's in the first movie, where Rocky's kind of, wa- before the fight with Apollo, he's kind of walking around, and he goes to the arena, and the promoter, he's like, well, that's not that's not what I'm wearing. He's like, it doesn't really matter, does it? And he goes back home, and he sits on his bed. He's like, I don't want to win. He's like, I just want to go to the distance. I want to prove that I'm nothing, that I'm not nothing, that I can do it. And that was like the ultimate thing because it had a lot of heart. These movies had a lot of heart to them, and especially with the speeches as he got older. Um, you know, when he was talking to his son about, you know, um, winners do that, though, you know, we don't do that. Did kind he of. not want him to box? No, it was that. Uh, yeah, his, his son didn't want him to box because he kind of like, man, I, I'm living in your shadow. He's like, uh, no, you're not. He's yeah. like, you make it you make it that way. You crumble under that situation. And that's on you. He's like, nobody should make you feel like that. That was kind of the whole mentality behind that speech. And it's just so much heart and so much beautiful wording and, uh, you know, scripting to, to the whole thing. And uh, I love it, man. And I'm sad to see him go. Excited to see what, what happens next in the whole kind of Rocky kind of lore storyline thing. But, uh, man. I so, uh, meanwhile, Expendables 5. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of those Stallone movies have that kind of, like, you know, cliffhanger and those type of things. Uh-huh. Where you're like, oh, that's fucking Rambo. This is fucking stupid. And I get that. There's definitely room. In, there's a time and a place for that. But Rocky does not fall into that category. I don't care what anybody says. Good copy. Uh, so long. Goodbye, Mr. Sly. I did. Yeah. I did. Definitely. definitely. Mickey. Uh, did you see time. the meme with the TV? He's all beaten up. He's got the TV after Black Friday. No, it's hilarious. I haven't seen that, but uh, yeah. So that's something I just wanted to talk about. Very cool. Moving on. So this is something I threw on this morning because I saw the uh, the promo for this. Have you seen the promo for this, Gabe? I have not seen the promo for this. No. So me and Gabe talked about um, Sabrina, which is the Netflix reboot, The Chilling Adventures. H- have you had a chance to watch this yet, Adam? I have not. Is it on your bucket list? It's. It's, it's Low. dipping into the bucket list. Okay. It's definitely something that I would check yeah. out. It's very interesting. So they just dropped the the most recent promo, Netflix promo, for season two, which is coming out in April. Oh, wow. That's uh, quick. Yeah, very quick. I think obviously they had... You think I, they must have shot everything at once then? I think they had something in the can. I think... Yeah. Uh, maybe not all of it, but some of it. Now, let me make sure I got my whatever straight. Now, isn't there... Wasn't there some issues about the aging of where Sabrina lies like with this, this time frame? What do you mean? Like... Isn't she older than what than what they? Don't no, I think that's fault. No, that's about right. Fall, fall, fall. Okay. Yeah, it's just about where where. Well, because the, uh, the Sabrina, the CBS ed- or the ABC adaptation, I believe she was like sixteen as well. Yeah. It started off with her it freshman year of high school. Okay. Yeah, it lined up. Um, so this one, well, she's she's sticking with the platinum blonde hair. That's that's something that I think is a good look for her. Is a fantastic look for her. I love her. Ooh. But uh, I forgot her name. All right, what's her name? She was on Mad Men. Uh, yeah. Sure, Kieran and Shipka. Kieran and Shipka. Yeah, I think she she looks the part. Yeah, I, I think the only other person that could have contended for it was uh, Emma Watson, but oh, yeah. you know, I don't she's, know. A little, she's a little bit older though. Yeah, definitely. She, woof, man, she's probably got to be like your age now, like twenty four, twenty five at this man, point. She's old, she's older than me. I Emma think. Watson's way older. Let me see. She's happy that twenty seven. Uh, yeah, let me look real quick. Let me look this up real quick before. She graduated from uh, New York. From New York, College? the state, the uh, state, just New York in general. I graduated from Illinois. Emma Watson is twenty eight. Twenty eight. All right, cool. But uh, very cool. We get points. We should give away points. Uh, five points for whatever house Adam is in. We should do that. We should should move that on. But anyway, um, yeah, it looks good. They actually kind of have a you know like an homage to the later later part of the franchise. You know when she was standing in front of a mirror and like change her outfit. 
in the the promo they kind of had her doing that and like Salem's like pick one god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah it looks very interesting uh obviously very early so it's kind of hard to tell what this is exactly be about get rid of the goddamn fisheye lens yeah toss that out no yeah. more that needs, that needs to go for sure but i'm excited because hey um you know these things have a quick turnaround these netflix shows they make a lot of money so um hopefully they do a good job and hopefully it does goes a little bit better than stranger things season two Ouch. I, I still think I, Stranger you know, Things netted more than Sabrina. It must I, have. I've never seen Stranger Things. Stranger Things. All right. Uh, on 97, it'll be back to me and Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, probably because I've lost interest in in, in anything kid-related. It's not really kid-related, I, I know, but like the, I, it's just, I see the merch. I see the stuff. I'm just like, eh, it doesn't really. Well, uh, you know, according to Mel Brooks and Spaceballs, that's where you make the money. Spaceballs, the flamethrower. Anywho, I'm confused. Yeah, you should definitely. I am, it's something. I mean, there there is children involved, and there is some children marketing to it. There's well. a lot of dark themes to yes, it, man. This definitely. is not like a kids well, is it, is show. It, like, it might be confused because it's like an it where like a lot. No, of it's, well, okay, okay. Let me, let me let me break it down this way. It, it, okay, no, I think Adam's on the right track. You think so? there there are kids in it, very much like the it movie. This is a drive. So, it, you know, it is in the same vein as it, where there are kids, and that's kind of the main cast. But in the same sense, it's a lot of darker themes and like a lot, a lot of these creatures maybe wouldn't be so suitable towards it. I wish I was a lot older when I saw it because that movie spooked the fucking shit out of me well, the first me, time I saw me it. Me too. The first time I saw it. No, when I didn't shower it, for like a week. When I watched it in theaters, I fell asleep. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's <laughs> I mean, like it has a lot of those uh, Steven Spielberg kind of elements to it. It has the, some of those, uh, you know, Stephen King elements to it as far as like how it's written. Very John Carpenter-y. We've talked about that too. Uh, Gabe kind of hates that, but it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, if you're a fan of the kind of that 80s kind of horror vibe. Yeah. It, yeah. It kind there, of, there's it, yeah, a lot of adult that. themes in it. Oh, yeah. The the music production is phenomenal. phenomenal. The mm-hmm. A lot of the way the scenes are shot, I'm I'm a big proponent for screen framing and all that good stuff. This is good. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of good elements to it. Definitely. So I definitely recommend that. True, true, true. So, yeah, and Sabrina did a good job. I enjoyed the first season quite a bit. Extremely satanic. So It just, just dives you right in there, man. It's like uh, black craft wrestling at this point. Yeah, it's very, it's very satanic. So if you're not down with the Satan... <laughs> If you're not down for metal music, get the fuck out. It's true. But, uh, so yeah, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne makes an appearance. No, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, that's uh, that's something I wanted to talk about because it looked good. And I love the platinum blonde look. I think it's fantastic. I, yeah, I think it's a great look. It's, it, it's spot on, honestly. Yeah, because obviously throughout the, fir- the first part of the franchise, she was like a normal blonde. Yeah. And then she kind of took that big jump into the world and her hair was like a platinum blonde with like black lipstick where she kind of accepts her fate you're, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah you're right like, yeah, you're like yeah this but is yeah. worth watching yeah definitely uh so moving on to the gaming topic so this is uh, this is a topic i think we've put on five or six episodes at this point definitely but uh <laughs> is that boone trolling again no he is not trolling again but you know they have leaks okay there's leaks um about the next mortal Kombat, mortal Kombat 11 uh, so, uh, some of them are very obvious. I saw some of the leaks are like, well, Sub-Zero and Scorpion. No, no, no. This, it's more like lines like, well, this development process is going to be longer. It's like, yeah, no shit. Because the game would be out already if it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it's been what? Three years. Yeah. Three years going on four. Yeah. Cause I believe it was like a spring release. No. Yeah. In 2015. Mm-hmm. MK was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, I find it interesting that they said that because it's like, well, duh, you're not, you're already right, you fucking moron. But moving on, uh, apparently there is talks about some characters who aren't going to be in it. Uh, apparently, Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade, and Melina I don't make the cut. Uh, Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade, which I'm fine with. It's kind of in the same vein as Rocky. It's time to pass the fucking torch. Honestly, their kids are cooler. Yeah. Uh, and Melina. Um, well, she, well, she died. I mean, I know you. Okay, roll, I guess that's fair. You roll your eyes when you, when people die in Mortal Kombat. I think in general, we all kind of roll yeah. our eyes when people die. Within ten feet of me, we yeah. must fight. Yeah, but um, so she's not in it. Apparently, the story is about Raiden. Obviously, yeah, uh, because he's the new villain. Yeah, con- conquering Raiden. Uh, that's a that's a big one. Uh, apparently, the Nether Realm people, the people within the Nether Realm, the King and Queen, which is Liu Kang and Katana at this point are fucking around with other gods. They got that storyline going and it's also supposed to be very centric towards Kotal Kahn and um, Ra- Kotal Kahn was uh, there we go. Kotal Kahn was severely underused yeah. um, and I think he easily had him and Aaron Black had the coolest or the most obvious presence of the new kind of villain characters yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and grossly underused. Uh, we've talked back and forth about Reiko. He's the, just the most obvious villain at this point. You know, Shao Kahn's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um, I, I don't want a slew of new characters. Mm-hmm. I think they did the right thing with MKX and had, what was it, eight new characters? Because they had four good, four bad. Um, yeah. I for, th- who, wait, for who were the four good, who were the four bad? Uh, Takeda... Um, uh, what's oh boy with the staff? Kung Jin. Kung Jin. Uh, then we had uh, Jackie Briggs, and we had uh, Cassie Cage. And the bad being Ferator, Kotal Kahn. Ferator, Kotal Kahn, Aaron Black, and uh, Dvora. Did we say Dvora? Dvora. Yeah, so that's the new eight new characters. I honestly, at this point, I would say like four is more than enough because I feel like we should. Definitely develop the four good guys, but I'd be cool if like Ferritor never showed up again. Well, apparently he's also they are also on the cut. The yeah, uh, weak, weak villain, weak villain. Uh, Devora, I'd be okay if she never showed up again. Uh, Aaron she, Black, she played a big part. She's, she'll be back. I, I want to see Aaron Black come back, even though he's dead canonically. Uh, and I want to see motherfucking Kotal Kahn, obviously, because yeah. he was underutilized. So yeah, like, like I said, is this thing supposed to be very centric towards the Kotal Kahn, Raiko thing? I don't Can know. We get Rain back, please. Well, Rain's Rain was uh, a rumor of. A, Fujin's supposed to be playable, I heard. Well, because Fujin is... It's funny because the stereo part costs 689. Okay, so they're talking about Fujin. That's what we were talking about, Gabe. So, um, Fujin, obviously, the next choice. That yeah. being said, I want to see some development on uh, our four good guys. I think all of them were pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, I want to see a lot more on Takeda. I think he was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassie's gonna, probably going to be like the mainish character again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie was cool, and then the dude's name who I can't even remember. Kung Jin. Kung Jin, yeah. I, I think they're all solid. I'm just saying that you got to give them some time to grow and you got to give them that space. You got to, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't just be doing what the old MK series did and just keep adding new characters and new yeah. characters. And Well, they were talking about Baraka not making the cut either. Which, who, what are this point? I, think. I mean, Baraka didn't make the cut for X. So. Yeah, he was dead. He died in, in the story, too. Uh, also, I mean, I don't know how, uh, how you feel about the whole um, customizing thing because obviously they did that with uh, Injustice. They had the whole customizing. Oh, aspect. the armors and stuff? Yeah. yeah. They didn't have that. Obviously, they had made a lot of money off keep, this. Keep, keep them separate. Yeah. Well, they're going to be there. Uh, they, they, with Injustice, they're going to be there. Uh, also, another story mode kind of a deal. Um, apparently, within the game, there's going to be a kind of a tacked-on adventure 
kind of a mode like conquest or something like that kind of like conquest people are when, when you say like conquest adventure mode people automatically say oh shaolin monks no, no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect it to be that detailed because you know it is what probably it is. something closer to like deception or armageddon style yeah. where you roam about and uh you know you get some freedom but all the main stories are still mk traditional fights yeah i definitely i i see that happening. the uh the armageddon conquest mode was actually really well done aside from taking the dave on being the most boring fucking characters in the face of mortal Kombat. wait, wait what's up well, I was saying that the mortal Kombat armageddon conquest mode was actually quite good like it was fun Aside from, you know, Tegan and, and uh, Dagon, yeah, yeah. Dagon, Taven, Taven and Dagon, aside from those two being like the most boring things in MKX or in MK in general, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good mode. Taven looks like fucking Ben Affleck. Yeah, he does a little bit, but <laughs> they, they were just very flat two dimensional characters. I, and I, I think that could be solved yeah. with Cassie, with Takeda, with Jackie, with uh, Kung Jin. Kung Jin. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. You're having a hard time with Kung Jin. I just, you know, not for me. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, but yeah, so. Like I said, in adventure mode, don't know how detailed that's going to be based on the story. But um, interesting. Uh, apparently, it's going to be on Unreal 4. So that's the next, that's a new thing. Uh, so it's supposed to look very good, obviously. So um, yeah, those are like the early early leaks, early reactions to what's the MK News. People are like, oh, are we going to hear something about the VGAs? Whatever. Uh, at this point, I'm kind of just rolling my eyes anytime we hear these things because it's like the third time we've we've heard them. Because Ed Boon is feeding the trolls. Yep, definitely. He goes down to the riverside every day underneath the bridge and tosses them bread and Mountain Dew. He does. He does indeed. Pizza, pizza pockets and Mountain Dew. I like pizza pockets. Pizza pockets are good. Ah. Bears losing. Uh, 24, 17, two minutes left in the fourth. We gonna lose. Uh, moving on. It's not a Bears game till the last minute. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we're gonna get to that in a minute. But uh, so yeah, that's that's the Mortal Kombat news. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Very cool. All right. So you 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 got this one, Gabe. This is something that uh, you're harping on. I got some time on the Rainbow Six technical test servers, the TTS, and I got to play the new map, new operators. Here's my verdict. Cade is probably my favorite operator right now. His loadout is phenomenal. Uh, the GS-12 shotgun, that's the one you want. Put a silencer on it and just go fucking rampant. The hip fire on that thing is stupid accurate and needs a nerf. His, uh, We'll call it the DL-44, right? Han Solo's DL-44 because it's got a fucking crazy-ass scope on it. And it's it's the .44 mag, so it kind of works too, right? The spawn peak for days. It's a eight-shot semi. It's fucking phenomenal, mm-hmm. all right? His gadget, it's great, and here's why. Here's one very good reason why. You could lay down like a dozen barbed wire. You you yeet the little (laughs) gadget down, and it'll spark up all of them. He only gets two of them. Um, Like I said, the GS-12 shotgun is what you want on him. He's uh, big, clunky, but I love him. Copy that. I think he's... I think he will... I don't want to say break the game. I think he'll, he'll force a lot of people to kind of think of new tactics and... And a lot of that good shit. That being said, um, you have a pure shutdown team now with Bandit, Cade, Mute, Mute. and Clash, obviously. And Echo. Echo, yeah. You got a pure shutdown team now. And I think that's going to be super aggravating to play against. Very true. Um, that being said, no matter was okay. Um, you know me. I like defending more. Uh, I have my kind of set attackers. There might be in my favorite, but Nomad was fun. Um, they just recently nerfed her too. So it, there's a delay between when the charge goes off. AKA 47 is great. Uh, the ARX is even better. Um, she she's light, she's fun, and like I said, she her kind of purpose is to be a clash hard counter. 
I think you'll really enjoy her because I think you'll like fucking with people and just knocking them through walls and soft breaching with like clash bodies and stuff. Um, she wasn't really my vibe. I could see the appeal, but I'm most excited for, and we spoke about this last week, I'm most excited for those Pro League strats because mm-hmm. I'm sure those Pro League players and like Cloud9 and Liquid and all of them will come up with a lot cooler uses for these operators than I can at the moment. Very cool. But map is phenomenal. I love it. Both operators are good, and I think this shows this season, because we said this is make or break and you know with all these other IPs coming out, I think this season is probably the best season since health. You love health. Why do you keep on going on about health? Because sometimes you got to go on and revisit, man. Sometimes you got to go on and fix some old stuff, you what know, before thing? you make new stuff. What is your thing with health? Why do you like health so much? I don't know. I think it appeals to me. Sometimes <laughs> you got to go back and fix some old code before you write some new code. I feel you. You know? So I think you'll enjoy it. We got seven more days till it comes out you get early access to the new ops mm-hmm. and have fun with them man they're a lot of fun i will i logged on to siege real quick last night to play because i was like i was i was looking i was bouncing from game to game i even put in overwatch for the first time in like a year oh, wow copy that I had fun with it too but i was just bouncing from game to game i couldn't get comfortable you know what i mean like eh, i'm not feeling this one so i you know hopped to siege play a little bit of madden played a little bit of mlb i'm like okay i'm going to bed uh but um yeah man i'm excited i think it should be fun it should be good it is what it is though but um, real quick, I'm gonna mention this on the on the pod. If you have a the delay, like a pause, it's because the shit keeps on pausing. Because me and Adam kind of put up a rig, a ghetto rig. There's a hodgepodge of equipment. It's a lot of lot of stuff, and I don't think my little pooter handle it. <laughs> okay, give me time for well, an upgrade. Just get an external hard drive. Bro, I don't got money, bro. bro. Why like do you keep saying? Why do you keep on telling me to spend money? I ain't got it, bro. I, anyway, I, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> Definitely. but uh, You got like 90-something uh, episodes of the podcast running at an hour, like 10 minutes a piece on here. It's going to slow you down. I know it's going to slow me down, Adam, but I don't got money, bro. Put it in the cloud. Girk, I'm going to put you in the cloud. How about <laughs> God damn it. We're just going to re-download them every time we need them. <laughs> Adam, come fix the shit you broke. <laughs> God damn it. Definitely. But, so, uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of my review of TTS. Um, on a later note, we finally got a consistent four stack going with my squad. So Must nice, be nice to have, yeah. So nice to have four people on the same team, all communicating and stuff. Must be nice. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I love it. As he glares at me, glares, the glares. <laughs> he, he gave abandoned me. He went straight peace. I ascended. <laughs> you, you abandoned me. <laughs> God damn it! But it is what it is. But yeah, so I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm excited to hop on for the season this year uh, or this week, this this particular season. I think it should be good. But yeah. Moving on. Let's so, talk uh, some Bring Me the Horizon. First and foremost, I think we should address that uh, fan died at a Bring Me the Horizon show the other yes, day. Yes, uh, let's talk about that real Died quick. in the pit. Uh, they said it was a heart attack. Ooh, so I don't know if it was induced from the pit or if it happened mid-pit, whatever it was. It's sad to see that no matter what show you're at. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, man. And uh, rest in peace. The guy's name was Ali. So, yeah. Uh, it was in the show. Fan died. Bring Me the Horizon. See, my shit paused again. God damn it. But uh, so, yeah. Uh, like you said, always sad to hear that. But uh, it happens sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, you know, so you, you gotta look out for each other out there in the pits, and uh, yeah, man, yeah, so yeah, yeah. indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, so ten song set list. Adam, did you put this together? Probably not. I'd imagine. I, psh, life. yeah, life, bro. Excuses. Hey, I got, I got my ten plus two. We should start calling this a ten plus two. Hold on, hold on. We said we, we agreed last week that we would not go songs. over. All right, all right, but. There's no encore. You, you, we agreed. See, this is why bands like you guys get kicked off the stage because y'all up in my time slot. Are we you agreed. mean to tell me that the local band doesn't get an hour and a half? Yes. No, local band gets 45 at tops. <laughs> so you could go first. Yeah, we 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 gotta we gotta chop off your your one of your. Well, let's just call this the ten plus two. No, 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 <laughs> no. We agreed on ten. All right. 
So Go for you, it. You figure it out. So we'll start off with me. Uh, Shadow Moses. Huh? Shadow Moses. Shadow Moses, number one, opening up, because, again, I've talked about it many a times. It's a forever opener. I don't know why they don't use it. Uh, Chelsea Smile, number two. You. Empire Let Them Sing, number three. Fuck, number four. Okay, I thought I went down again. Uh, don't Go, number five. Sleepwalking. Visions. Diamonds Aren't Forever. Throne, and It Never Ends, closing out the set. That is actually ten. That's kind of weak, dog. You think so? Yeah, you want to hear mine? Yes. Uh, okay, so we open up Shadow Moses, obviously, the obvious choice. We lead into Crucify Me, and we're just going to do the whole three-song string. We're going to Crucify Me, Anthem, It Never Ends. Uh, then number five is Diamonds Aren't Forever, Crooked Young, It Was Written in Blood, uh, What You Need Off the New Album. I think it kind of fits the vibey stuff of it. Uh, Visions, Sleepwalking, and then my two encore is Alligator Blood and The Fox and the Wolf. So those two don't exist because we're yeah, doing ten. Two. 10 plus 2. We're <laughs> <laughs> doing 10. It was your rule. You're like, no, for real. We're yeah, going we're to stay, we're gonna stay loyal to that 10. This All right, it's 10 plus 2 from now on. <laughs> so uh, I, I think with our set list, you can kind of see what style we gravitate towards with this band. I only have one song post uh, Seven Turn on here. So. Yeah, same here. Same here. Which one did you pick? Throne? Throne. I, I thought you didn't like Throne. I like Throne. Gotcha. Throne's like the only song that I do like. Well, I like Doomed a little bit too, but I'll pass overall. Uh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, so that's that's mine. So, um, do you have one idea who you want to do for next week's top uh, ten list? Real quick, let me mention this. I mean, uh, I actually created a physical playlist, and it actually is on iTunes Music. So, if you want to follow along, it has my name on it. If you want, uh, mine is also up on Spotify. Yeah. It's called uh, BMTH Ten. Yeah. So, if you guys want to check those out, um, that's what it is. If you guys want to live the moment, so to speak. But yeah. So who do you want to do next week? Let's do 10 song for Upon a Burning Body. Actually, 10. 10 plus 2, Upon a Burning Body. <laughs> Actually, 10. We're going to go 10. God 10 plus 2, yeah. Upon a Burning Body. UABB. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Some Vado metal. Vato for sure. Metal. For sure. For sure. For sure. So that's the, the 10 song set list for this week. Uh, moving on. So this is kind of a, a bear uh, topic this week, which is usually our heaviest, heaviest topic is music. And grizzly, uh, polar, black. Yeah, sure. Uh, all of the above but um what was i gonna say to you um see now you're doing it too yeah because it's like a what's it called a tick, a tick. yeah but um whatever the fuck adam oh, said <laughs> i, I want to I put this on here so you know how we talked about the whole bad omens thing and getting kicked off the tour oh thing? yeah well they announced so their, they, they announced, announced the replacement. replacement yeah and uh yeah let's just say the replacement Shits. Took me from shits on them. Yeah, it took me from a hard maybe on this show to like, yeah, I'm going. Gotta go. Silent Planet taking over Bad Omen spot. Oh yeah, on, on that tour. Oh yeah. So wait, I want Adam's opinion on this because Adam's an old head like me, right? Okay. So I don't know if you heard anything about this. I doubt it. But there was a band called Bad Omens is going on tour with Census Failure and Me. They were they were on the rise. They're yeah. one of the newer bands that was blown up real quick. Yeah, they're they're good, right? But they're a third spot on a four piece tour, right? They got upset that their name was too small on the flyer. So basically, uh, which kind of sparked a whole civil war within the community because there are people who are like, who the fuck are you? Right. And they're like, well, you know, they deserve this or that or the other thing. So, cause I, basically where do you, where do you fall in all this? If an upcoming band. Okay. So upcoming band. Again, we're getting Adam caught up on the whole fucking bad omens thing. I mean, the system's starting to piss me off a little bit. So, Adam. So, yeah. So, basically, uh, my dad did a, a drawing of this, his band's name, title, whatever. Uh, submitted it to the newspaper. Newspaper took it as is. 
Infinity sent them a little snippet of their name, which is tiny, and submitted it to the newspaper at the same time. Well, the newspaper didn't blow it up to size, didn't blow it up to proportions, and they got mad. If you want your own PR people, if you want your own flyer to be correct, sometimes you have to modify the flyer they give you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're promoting that tour, and like we, I, I put us on the under oath, under oath flyer. Yeah, Adam's and like, we were nowhere near it. I was like, yeah, and I'm not good at Photoshop or anything. Just hoping nobody notices that he snuck the band in there. But I mean, like, we're we're playing side stage. I figured, fuck it, we'll just throw it on here. Nobody complains. Now, when you're at that point of the game, you're the third band on a foreign band roster, and you're kind of like a yeah, thanks for coming on the tour with us type of person. You kind of just eat shit and keep going. I mean, it, it, you're not fucking uh, August Burns Red. You're not under oath. You're not going to get that kind of billing. Yep. Period. It doesn't matter. Even if you were a smaller headliner, you'd be lucky to end up on the marquee out front. This is true. You know, there's a reason why there's the main band and others. Yeah. After, because you can't fit everybody on the fucking tour schedule. Because I guess the, the Gabe had mentioned the implications were that it was a three band cold headlining thing but my thing is like by the very nature of the word co there's two (laughs) try headlining whatever that being said uh if they weren't cycling out dates if they were going okay you headline this night you got that night we got this night these guys are the openers Mm -hmm. okay and then tomorrow you guys open we Mm -hmm. open or rotating whatever if they weren't doing that they go fuck themselves they were not from what i understand and and, and that would have been my like that's what I would have told him. I'm like, you guys can go fuck yourselves. Which is essentially. Or later. Is, which is essentially what happened. <laughs> you can find a smaller band and be like, we're part of a three-band uh, three thing. All right, cool. Yeah, we're down. Enter Silent Planet, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. Don't really give a shit about Census Fail anymore. Uh, Amity Affliction. Don't really give a shit about them. You know who I do give a shit about, though? Silent Planet. Silent Planet. Uh, I like Census Fail. Yeah. Because there was my, my, my because you're fucking old. <laughs> Fuck yeah! No, I was I'm still jamming them on 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 their shit now, like now. Oh yeah, they're good. I go home and I'm like, man, what sounds good right now? Senses, senses fail. Yeah. At uh, Warp Tour, they did a whole like early 2000s medley, like they did Toxicity and yeah. they did all these songs. Uh, Story of the year, like three years ago, did like a 10 year gap of the music that all the bands that were like the used and you know MX or MXPX stuff. Oh God. Like, they actually did a really good job of it, so that Interesting. was pretty cool. Uh, I think the MXPX guys are going to have plaid coffins. I don't yes. know, Gabe. <laughs> that and uh, the Mest is going to do a new album with the original Lame. lineup. Sorry. I, I mean, I, I grew up with these guys. Now I'm friends with these guys, so it's pretty cool. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Now we give a shit about the tour because Silent Planet is on there, and their album's really good. Their new one, When the End Began. Check that out if you haven't already because I know you haven't. <laughs> yeah, so now we're excited about the tour, and I think it'll be fun. And Garrett always sticks around, so maybe you know, I'll get some shit signed. Indeed. So I'm going to a concert tonight. I actually intend on staying. Oh shit, that's today. I intend on staying, Gabe. Unless Jake falls asleep in the pit. This is a very because uh, <laughs> I, I, I told uh, Adriana, I'm like, I do not. I have not yet decided my participation at the show. I, I, I might just hang out in the back and just enjoy the show. For You're going to be a concert dad, man. It's okay. It is what it is. Don't forget to wear your New Balance. Yeah right. <laughs> no, you're, you're the with the grass stains on the bottom. Yes, because I'm on the really good grass cutting shoes. Don't 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 knock them. <laughs> Can you guys not? I'm trying to enjoy my beer. Yeah, it spills it on shirt. So, but yeah, definitely, <laughs> I will be going to the Atreyu, uh, Memphis Mayfire Ice Nine Kill show. 
Uh, and I'll have a review for you guys next week. Very cool. You excited? Yeah. yeah. I'm tired, dude. <laughs> copy that. Who, who, you, who you most excited for besides Ice, your bed? Ice Nine Kills. Ice Nine. Yeah. Yep. Copy. Uh, filed by Atreyu. Uh, and then Memphis. I'm, I'm, I, I have. Is Memphis headlining? No. No, they're. No, Atreyu they're, is headlining Memphis. Memphis and then Ice Nine. Nine and then okay. there's another band before that. Some sleep Signals, which I have yet to check out. I have on my phone. I just haven't, I just copy. haven't got to it yet. So, yeah. Uh, now, so we'll close out the, the podcast because we're about an hour in and fucker. And Jake's exhausted. If, if the shit doesn't fucking pause again, I'm going to be. Go do some push ups, bro. That shit always wakes me up. That might be the plan. But uh, I just wanted to run this idea by you. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to even really think about it. But uh, when you guys are listening to a new band for the first time, what do you look for? Is there something in particular that you notice? Is there something in particular that you, like I said, you look for when you hear a new band? What is it? If, you, if there is, if you could think. Off the top of my head, it's got to be something that stands out because a lot of these metal bands are copy-paste and a lot of the production and a lot of the instrumentals and stuff. And I think you don't necessarily have to have the nastiest, tastiest grooves. You don't have to have the most crazy out there vocalist. I think it's how you separate yourself from the pact because metalcore and any musical genre, right, there's people that conform and then there's people that progress the Mm -hmm. genre. And I think you don't have to make... Uh, you know, a tsunami of a wave, but sometimes a little cannonball will do it. You know, like uh, the band Shapes. Uh, there's kind of a more recent band I came on to in the last yearish or so. Their vocalist is phenomenal and their guitarist is great. Now they have both the things I just said you don't need essentially, <laughs> which is ironic. But they're doing it in such a manner which is almost kind of fusing styles. Like I said, they they got like the old kind of used vibe, but they with the metalcore influences and stuff. And I think it's how you use your weapons, not wep- weapons you have. Me, I mean. Being, being a drummer and being, um, we, I, I, the band has to have Matt Greener. No, no, not necessarily. I mean, I like a drummer that like can groove. I mean, um, a lot of these guys nowadays aren't just like metal drummers. These, a lot, and a lot of bands are being formed via the interwebs. Um, so these guys have a, a style ranging from uh, post hardcore to hardcore to metalcore, and they can play whatever they want. They can they, they can groove. Um, I mean, I look for a wall of guitars and and drums. Uh, me, bass, bass is always bass. Bass will sit in the groove and sit in the pocket. No offense, Cape. Mm-hmm. No all right. Um, I'm gonna sit in my nice luxury chair. All right, while you while you fucking <laughs> eat that thing over. <laughs> well, you do. You have mentioned that a time or two. You make your own the joke yourself, and we're like, man, I'm just well, bass. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> but like, oh. like there's bass players that groove and they're fucking surprise the shit out of you. And there's like some bass players that don't do shit but hit the uh, open E or drop D or whatever drop tuning we're in. Uh, but the wall of guitars and the wall of drums, when you that, that first note, pow, you know, right into the song, you're just like, holy fuck. Okay, let's see what these guys got. Now, that was like when we saw, what's that band with Under Oath? Oh, Caspian. Caspian. Caspian, that was the very, we saw the, all their gear, they're like, damn, they ain't gonna be shit. You know, we're making fun of them on the way out of the meet and greet. All these guys want to kick us out because, you know, they're got to do a sound check. Yeah, but but to be fair, we didn't know that giraffes can play guitar like that. Yeah, that fucker was tall. <laughs> he was like six but, foot seven. Holy well, shit. When they when they started their set, we're like, holy fuck. That was a lesson learned. Never judge the way we used to. You know, when we were little kids, and like, oh, you got a piece of shit amp. You suck. Uh. Well, now these guys nowadays, the little pieces of shit amp makes it wonderful. Now you want a piece of shit tube amp. Yeah. Right? Now you want something that's on the verge of, like, dying. <laughs> I got knives in the in the tweeter. Yeah. It's cool. But I mean, <laughs> to me, production wise, 
Gabe's right. A lot of these guys are copy paste. Get the song done. Get it out. A lot of these guys go for the metalcore sound, and they don't go for the insert band name here sound. Yeah. And that's it, it, it's distinguishing yourself. You got to make a label for yourself. And like, I <laughs> this is the thing that kills me. Like the guy from uh, Issues, the drummer Josh Emanuel, awesome drum set. But when you use your own triggered sounds to trigger your sounds off of your drum set, yeah, I said that right. He triggers his own sounds off the sounds that he triggered off his own drum set. It like J- Jake's like imploding right yeah. now. <laughs> so like he, he, be organic. Don't use sounds that you know that'll work. Be organic. You know sometimes you don't tune ahead right and it doesn't sound great. I say happy accident. Yeah, happy accidents. You're never gonna have happy accidents if you're if everything's perfect. If everything's always perfect. Now I get these guys get paid well or semi well. They live a decent life, but. Sometimes you need to explore other than, hey, I just got these samples from this guy. I'm going to put them on my drum set. And my drum set's going to sound exactly like his. At the end of the day, all the drums in, in, in production hardcore world is going to sound exactly the same. That's so frustrating to me. Granted, I do have his samples. Well, well I think it depends on what, like... Um like, on the band like, and how heavily they rely because on like it. I I listen to like Knock Loose and like they don't sound like nobody else like it's because because it's, it's going back to what I said Knock Loose made a sound for Knock Loose they didn't make a sound for metalcore or for yeah. hardcore they're walking that thin line you yeah. know and I think Knock Loose did that because they said let's make music we enjoy writing we enjoy playing and let's not worry about genres yeah, yeah. and then like I think I like Code Orange more like you they're like this weird kind of. Industrial. Code, nobody knows what code orange is. Yeah, industrial. They're, they're like industrial new metal and some other like shit sprinkled, like some ice nine sprinkled yeah. in between. Or nine inch nails, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant. It, it's industrial, it's hardcore, but it's all these weird things. Uh, what I look for in a band, because this is like the honest to God truth, because especially when we started to do it, like the podcast and Gabe started to bring in certified bangers of the week, um, I would go searching for stuff, right? Um, for me, I would just put on like a list of like songs that like, Oh, new for you this week kind of a deal on the iTunes. I'd be like, okay, let me listen. And if anything makes me pause and be like, I gotta hear who the fuck is this? I got to hear that again. Yeah. That's the shit that I look for. The things like you said, Gabe said the things that kind of stick, that stick out Yeah. because there's a lot of bands that like just kind of fall into the background for me. You know? Oh yeah. You, you, you have that filter, man. If it sounds the same, then there's nothing to keep you. There's nothing to intrigue you. Yeah. Starting to get pissed, but yeah, I'm looking for that stuff that's gonna help me, like, or that I notice. Because if I don't notice it, then it's just another band that sounds like another band that I already yeah. know. That another band that, that, that another band does better. better. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, so when you sent me that, you know, have you listened to the new August Burns Red stuff a while back? I'm like, no, I haven't listened to it. Man, it sounds it like August Burns Red. What the fuck? And I turn it on, I'm just like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, I like August Burns Red. No, no, we we feel you. We definitely feel you. But uh, yeah, that's the type of shit that I look for uh, when it comes to to finding new bands and all that good stuff. Especially if the vocalists can straight up sing. This is true. Um, But it is what it is, man. That's kind of the shit that I was looking for. And I don't know. I enjoy this kind of of conversations where, you know, everybody looks for something different, so so to speak. Can we put together uh, a band? Let's put together a band from four different bands. Like a, a super group? super group. We could do that next well, week. Well, I think we already did super groups, no? Well, yeah, but Adam's here and we could yeah, do Yeah, we'll do a super group. Uh, Matt Grainer. Uh, <laughs> Matt Grainer on uh, drums. Spence, Matt, Aaron Gillespie. No, no, uh, no. Uh, I have Aaron Gillespie on guitar. <laughs> so that's my point. What? Yeah. yeah. Why not just have two drummers? 
Well, it is what it is. But yeah, we can do that next week if you guys want to bring in like a super group. Yeah. Uh, we like I said, me and Gabe have done this before, but I'm sure our, our opinions have changed a little bit since. Oh, then. I'm sure I don't even remember my super group. Exactly. Watch Gabe's gonna come up with the exact same super group that he came up with before. Be like, this is so original. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. My music taste yeah, kind of evolved. It fluctuates. Yeah, it fluctuates. It depends on the mood. Like I've been in a house binge kind of. Ooh. House music kind of mood. Interesting. House music all night long. But anyway, I think that does it for this week's show. Uh, I'm gonna try to figure out what the fuck is going on with my pooter. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I guess that's it, man. Uh, I think that's the Second City Kids episode number ninety six. Ninety six. You can join us for ninety seven next week. Uh, we'll be back approaching uh, that one hundred. Yeah, chugging along to episode one hundred around the corner. Now we have a uh, another podcast that uh, has reached contacted out. us. Yeah, and, and reached uh, out. And they want to do a collab. They want to do a eat your eat your feature. Yeah, so I don't want to put the name out there just in case it doesn't work out. But uh, stay tuned. Yeah, stay keep, tuned. Keep, we got a lot of good things coming your way. Yeah. I have uh, no idea what's going on. Yeah. Good. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we got that going on. Uh, so yeah, you guys go ahead and like us on, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Podbean, uh, Stitcher Radio, anywhere where podcasts are found. Yes, sir. Like, subscribe. We are active on Twitter. Tweet at us. Tell us what you don't like and we'll disregard it and probably cry ourselves to sleep that night. <laughs> Fun fact, I got a, a comment on the, on the, the Podbean okay. page and somebody says, F you, you suck. And I'm like, okay, well, let me see. Let me see if I can disengage. I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way. What can you improve on? What can we improve on? And they didn't say nothing. I'm like, I guess they were wanting me to cuss them back out or something like yeah. that. Which I'm like, that, my initial reaction was to do that. Yeah. But, but I, your initial reaction in life is to always do that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but um, so, yeah. If, like we, we could take criticism Honestly if you have Something interesting to say Like hey man Maybe you should get A better computer Because your shit Keeps on cutting out I totally understand that Yeah we, we, <laughs> we also agree Yeah we all We all understand that But um Yeah man So like like Gabe said We're, we're uh, Very often we make Each other laugh on Twitter <laughs> That's kind of what we do But other than that uh, That's all we really got For this week And we'll see you here Back here for next week uh, For 97 97 9, 9, 7, Wow yeah, Ch- Almost at 100 man That's are crazy we, Chugging are along Are we gonna try to knock out uh, uh, 100 before Christmas Actually, we're going to knock out 150 before Christmas. <laughs> Be prepared. But we can write no book. Anyway, other than that, that's all I really got for you guys this week. Until then, deuces. Later. <laughs>